And today, Stephen's going to take a look at the financial impact that coronavirus may have on you. Mm, That's quite apart from the uh, toilet paper saga that we've been hearing so much about. We're also going to have our weekly market update with uh, Henry Jennings and we'll take a look at what's happening at the market, generally speaking, with currencies and commodities. Thursday, finance coming up next. Stephen Pritchard. Oh, time for us to take a look at currencies, commodities, and one of the uh, most precious commodities at the moment is toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper seems to become a, a um, quite a precious commodity. But but one of the interesting things that that uh, seems to have occurred is that um, Woolworths, um, as you know or probably do know, has this no questions asked return policy. If you don't like something, you're not happy, you can take it back. Um, but now they have changed that policy, so there's a whole raft of goods that they won't take back now except if they've got it under the Trade Practices Act, I assume. Okay. Um, and one of those is is toilet paper. So what they're saying is, you know, you can't buy all these toilet papers and stockpile and expect to take it back to, to Woolworths and there's toilet paper and there's, you know, baby wipes and a spray and wipe and all these type of things. So if people are stocking up on all this thinking that they're going to take it back to Woolworths at some stage, I think they're in for a bit of a shock here. So you can't do that. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Right. Unless it's defective in some way. You've still got your statutory rights, but I don't know how you have a defective toilet paper. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you can't try it out and take it back, can you? No, well, <laughs> no let's move on. I don't want to. <laughs> right. That was the how idea. about... How about other currencies? Other currencies and commodities. Um, if, you, if you held some gold, um, you, you, you'd probably be doing okay. It was up uh, $78.12 an ounce in Australian dollars to $2,556. Uh, if you held um, some crude oil, you're not doing okay. That was down $22.71 a barrel to $55.27, which is the lowest it's been for a long time and was um, yeah. was responsible for one of the big falls on the sheer market early in the week. Uh, which we'll talk about a bit later. Uh, the Australian dollar was was down against most of the currencies, and and I was talking about this flash crash for a short time earlier in the week. So it was down um, one point three one point three cents to sixty four point seven seven against the US dollar. Against the British British pound, we're down one um, percent to fifty point five two. Uh, pence and against the euro we were down uh, 2.2 percent to 57.54 euro cents um equity markets a very sore sorry state of affairs yes, for aren't they? They've around the really world dropped around. really dropped um the all ordinaries uh, the all ordinaries index was down 10.54 percent on the week um the s&p 500 was down 9.344 um the uk FTSE was down 12.362. So lots of running there around the world, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and, and you know, some favourite local stocks. Um, BHP was down $4.90 to $28.52, which is down 14% week. CBA was, was down uh, $8.25 or about 10% to $68.50. Uh, NIB was down uh, $0.62 cents to $3.81 and Telstra was down $0.15 cents to $3.40. Mm. So pretty sorry state of affairs there as well. Yeah, so does this mean opportunities as well? 
Uh, I think, you know, at some stage there's going to be opportunities, but... Uh, but um, you Some know, stage, some OK. Some stage. Uh, Not immediately, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could buy some now, but I wouldn't be spending all my money because the market was down another 5% this morning. This morning, be- OK. Before I started to come over the radio station, so, yeah. Yeah, and then oil, of course. Um, there's something interesting going on, yeah. a bit of an oil war around the world. A bit of an oil war in Saudi Arabia and, and you know, the... the, the, the under petrol price in Newcastle is down 3.8 uh, 3.8 cents at the moment, dollar thirty seven point nine. now there's talk, you're going to get back to a dollar a litre price so. well we can cross so our you fingers you can wait to we? fill up there Jane yeah, okay. coming up. we'll do that Thursday Finance and we'll take a look at uh, the market in a bit more detail Stephen Pritchard with Henry Jennings Senior Market Commentator at Marcus today yeah, Henry, so the, the share market's been up and down since uh, last week on the I don't COVID-19. know what you've been looking at, Stephen, but there's not been much up about it. <laughs> there was a couple of days it was up. There, there, was, there was Monday, which was a massive turnaround day from being 220 down to 180 yeah. up, which was extraordinary. But um, we have sunk big time uh, today again, another 3.7% down, 214 points. Um, so we are well and truly uh, in a bear market now. Hard to believe that two weeks ago we were at all-time highs around 71.60, and here we are at 55.10, mm-hmm. which is extraordinary. So uh, the economic impacts of uh, the coronavirus are stretching far and wide, and um, nowhere is safe. We've had another couple of companies today um, talking about uh, downgrades, earnings guidances are being thrown out of the window. We have also had today, of course, um, stimulus. Uh, unfortunately, stimulus is no vaccine or no cure. And um, we've had Scott Morrison and the, the Australian government throwing money at the problem. And I've just watched Donald Trump uh, on telly. Unfortunately, um, he really hasn't said very much that will help. Um, and the uh, U.S. futures market's down 550-odd points uh, on the back of that. So um, we are continuing to slide. So um, he did put a ban on all European travel in and out of the U.S. for 30 days, except for the U.K., which was nice of him. Um, but um, he didn't really offer anything else apart from advice to wash your hands. There was some low-interest loans for small business, and there was some um, talk of payroll tax relief, but uh, that will have to go through Congress. Um, so, yeah, not, not very much concrete. Here, of course, Scott Morrison has thrown um, the kitchen sink, I guess, at, uh, at the problem, but I'm not sure whether the market is going to actually react in the way he thinks. Has, has, has Scott Morrison's announcement come out here, or is it just the financial? Yes, no, it has come out here. I, I watched him speak, and uh, uh, they're certainly uh, throwing a lot of money in. I think there's $11 billion uh, in stimulus going to uh, small businesses and apprenticeships and uh, low-income earners and new start people before the end of uh, the financial year in June. So there's certainly um, a large amount of money being thrown at it. Of course, the, um, the surplus um, and the deficit will grow and the surplus will disappear. Not that it was ever going to be much of a surplus anyway. But um, we live in uh, drastic times, and drastic times call for drastic measures. So um, I think the whole package is sort of around 17, 18 billion. Okay. Um, he was talking about over the forward estimates, which I think is around four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly it is very much um, front-loaded um, and very much instant in terms of uh, business being able to have bigger write-offs. 
Uh, have apprenticeships being supported and um, small businesses being supported as well to try and keep people in work, which is the um, the most important thing. Unfortunately, that's that's certainly one of the reactions when uh, companies have to uh, to pull their head in is that they uh, let go people or cut their hours and. Um, and that uh, has a knock-on effect throughout the economy. Yeah, I mean, I saw an interview with a hairdresser who had some casual staff, and she said, well, you know, we try to keep them on, but if people aren't going to come in and get their hair cut, well, yep. we can't pay them because we've got no money ourselves. That's right. I mean, my daughter works in um, travel, um, and, uh, you know, she's a, a, a star gun salesperson, and, and the phone has not rung this month, just about. And uh, now, of course, they've got hiring freezes, and they're laying off people because um, it's just completely stopped mm-hmm. so um now that's going to have effects throughout the economy even uh, you know in terms of uh, if you cancel uh, elective surgery i mean that's just a, a small thing but if you were to cancel that then that's a lot of income that people have been uh, relying on in terms of uh, specialists and nurses that have been in their and private hospital income that is not going to come either so it is it is happening uh, throughout the economy in strange places. I even got an email this morning just a minute ago about um, new hygiene tips for gyms because uh, gyms are a hotbed of, uh, of disease mm. and, uh, you know, people are stopping going to the gyms or mm. signing up. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to have profound effects. Italy has closed down completely. Um, they've, cut, they've shut all shops and restaurants um, and um, they are, you know, in complete lockdown now. So that is a, a measure. But the only glimmer of hope, if there is one, Stephen, is that China this morning um, announced only 15 new cases of uh, CV-19. Um, so clearly their measurements to contain it, although seen as quite aggressive, um, have worked. So um, this is obviously the playbook now that is going to be followed throughout the world. Yes, we might come back and talk about it. There was another glimmer of hope from Bluesco. We might come back and talk about that in a minute. Yes. <laughs> Stand by, Henry Jennings. Um, yeah, so the other glimmer of hope was that Duscopes set out a, a release yesterday to say that all their factories in China were running at full speed. Yeah, well, that, that's that's a good thing. They they, they do say, um, I'm looking, I'm watching the talking heads on CNBC this morning, they do say that China's back to sort of 60 to 70% capacity, which is good. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it is a, a glimmer of hope, I guess, for Blue Scope. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all very well having the supply come on, on tap. But yes, whether but someone's going to want it, yes. Yeah, whether people are actually going to want it during this, uh, this period mm. of lockdown. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's a whole different question, I have to say. So. Uh, mm, and BHP's come out and said that uh, they're confident that they'll, they'll be fine and they're actually looking for opportunities. Well, I think we're all confident. I think that's the, that's the watchword at the end of the day. This is um, this is a significant health um, crisis that we're, we're, we're facing, and it's it's really a question of how people react to it. That uh, is, is the question, and certainly, I think if you look at what China has done with their aggressive lockdown, that seems to have uh, at least paused it enough um, to get it under control. So, um, but at the moment, it is very much fear and panic that is, is gripping. Uh, people and it, it is sending a shudder through the economy, unfortunately. So, um, uh, as we've been speaking, Stephen, the index now here is down 4.8 percent. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be down today, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> just a bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's not not much fun. The, good, the only good news today is I did score a six pack of toilet rolls this morning. 
So that, so that was uh, a glimmer of uh, a glimmer of hope for some. Well, if but you bought them at Woolworths, they suspended their refund policy on those. Yeah, I'm not surprised that the shop, the, the shop, the Woolies that I went to this morning was absolutely chock a block with toilet rolls, yeah. and they and they told me that if I came in tomorrow, I could have um, Kleenex as well. They they they're getting a massive shipment in the Kleenex. So, um, yeah. So they're not going to be taking them back when people find out they've gone. I'm sure we'll find a use for them. Yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Even if it's just crying into our portfolios. And the CSL's kind of overtaken BHP and market cap now, I mean. Yeah, it has. I mean, I guess, you know, CSL, um, to some extent, um, is is kind of um, one that you should be looking at because it is a vaccine producer, and at some stage there will be a vaccine that is found for this. It will be a long way off, unfortunately, because it requires a lot of testing. But CSL should, in theory be in the um in a, in a box seat or it certainly um will be one of those stocks that people will dive into as soon as the coast is clear having said that it is down seven percent today so um it's um it's certainly not uh, immune it hasn't vaccinated itself against the coronavirus by any stretch of the imagination that's unfortunately the way of things yes and uh, Qantas has cut back their flights, cancelled their share buyback, and admitted it's got 2,000 too many staff. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the staff are playing a lot of golf at the moment. The stock's down on 10% today. Um, they, uh, Alan Joyce also took a big pay cut, um, and we even had Caltex out this morning uh, reveal that because of uh, all the flight cutbacks, then uh, they're clearly not selling as much jet fuel as, uh, as they have before. Um, so that's an issue for Caltex, which um, is under takeover at the moment, uh, in theory. Um, although you wouldn't believe it looking at the, the share price, which is down 7% today. Um, but they did have a bid from a Canadian outfit at $35.25. Um, was one of those non-binding, mm-hmm. back-of-the-envelope, un- you know, very conditional, uh, we'll think about it and maybe pull it. Um, they're back to $25.50 at the moment. So um, clearly the market now has decided that, that that's not going to happen in a month of Sundays. And interestingly, the other um, the other bidder in the process, which was a group called EG Group, um, has bought, instead instead of buying Caltex, they've bought a thing called Oliver's. Now, those of you that travel up and down the freeway... Oliver's? Yeah. Do you know Oliver's? You ever been to Oliver's? Yeah. It's a uh, Oliver's Real Food. It's a fast food chain, which is healthy. And uh, there's one between Sydney and Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, another one. Yeah. Um, by the Maccas and, and whatever. Um, and... Um, so they yeah they bid for them instead. So they couldn't get Caltex for however many billion they bought Oliver's for a, for a change down the back of the sofa. Yes, have you been into Oliver's to buy some soya beans and stuff? I, I have, I have in the past, and it was very expensive. Yes, and it was very empty. Yes, which is why the share price has been very yes. sad and horrible. That's what I thought uh, too. Yeah, I was always very disappointed with the Oliver's experience. Mm-hmm. It, it looked good in theory, but in practice, it wasn't great. But this year, they've done well. They started the year at four cents. They're up to nine cents. Oh, so, excellent. so it's um, obviously it's a strategic play from EG Group. Very small play. It's quite quite strange, but yeah, from Caltex to Oliver's in the space of um, of a week, pretty much. Oh. And then yeah. the other big news, of course, was the oil price war this week between oh, yeah. which 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 decimated the oil searches: Santos Beach, Woodside. Yeah. Well. This week for, for markets, and of course, um, you would think, wouldn't you, that petrol being cheaper uh, would be good for uh, for the economy, and it does give us a bit of a boost when you get petrol down to say a dollar a litre. But not 
every man for himself. So Saudi, instead of cutting production, which is what they were hoping for, actually increased it and cut prices to their Asian customers. Russia decided, well, if you can do it, we can do it. So they've done the same. So both of them are racing to the bottom in mm -hmm. terms of trying to get the uh, oil price down. It hurts the Saudis more. They have a much higher um, sort of break-even price uh, both economically and socially of around sort of $75, $80, whereas Russia's about 30 mm -hmm. So they can withstand it a lot longer. And the big casualties here, and could be the big casualties, apart from our own oil companies, are U.S. shale companies, which are um, up to their eyeballs in debt, and um, it's going to make life tougher for them, to say the least, um, in this new environment with oil at $32 a barrel. Did actually touch, I think, 28, um, even below that at one stage for West Texas. So um, not easy being an oil man at the moment. Okay. Not easy being in anything at the not moment. Being anything, not being mm. easy being a commentator. Nothing no, well, there's about. always plenty to talk about. That's the only good thing, Stephen. Yeah, not we not like, good stuff to talk about. We like to talk about good things, Henry, like Easter eggs for Easter and stuff. Well, <laughs> okay. I think Easter's cancelled. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Thanks. And Henry Jennings, Senior Market Commentator at Marcus Today. We'll be back next week and uh, hopefully with a bit more good news on the market. Now, how is coronavirus, COVID-19, how is that going to affect your finances, Stephen Pritchard? Well, I think I think a lot of people is going to have a lot more effect on them than they're, they're actually thinking. I mean, um, we, we spoke a few weeks ago about why it's not a bad idea to have some money put aside in a separate account for an emergency. And I think whilst we didn't anticipate this, I think this demonstrates that um, that's the case. And, and some of the things we've thought about here, um, interest rates, interest rates could fall further so that's good if you if you owe money to the bank but but or the financial institution and it's a variable rate loan um but it's not so good if you're um retired and and looking at the interest um income to pay your living expenses um so that's that's um and other things are tied to the official interest rate too aren't they yeah the there's lots of, of things tied to the official interest rate um you know even those hybrid securities that are popular with investors they're usually tied They've got a reset, and it's usually the um, bank bill swap rate plus a plus a margin. So if the if the bank bill swap rate was just tied to the cash rate goes down, um, the return on those will fall as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the other things that people need to be very careful of is um, travel plans. Now I've, I've had it said that. Um, that, that some people are still going on their holidays because they've got travel insurance. And now you need to be very careful of your travel insurance. Um, some policies um, will cover you if you're overseas and have to come back to Australia. Uh, other, other, other policies um, won't, and other policies have got cut-off dates. So I think you need to go if you're still if you've got an overseas trip. I think and you've got travel insurance. I think the first thing you need to do is get your travel policy out, see what and what it does cover and what it doesn't cover, and see what your position is if you cancel the trip or if you go, if you do decide to go ahead and then come back and or attempt to come back and we've got some isolation process um, like the US has just announced in place and you can't actually come into Australia for X amount of days, uh, who's going to foot the bill for that? Or worst case scenario, you need to be admitted to a hospital overseas. Who's, who's going to foot the bill to that? And are there exclusions in the travel and policy? So that, that I think that's probably the most important thing people travelling need to 
need to think about. And uh, uh, my understanding is that uh, uh, there isn't or there might be normally a policy on everything in the insurance policies, but they are, in fact, they don't have a blanket policy. They're doing it case by case case and week by week probably. And some have got... You know, you. I've heard one client tell me that, he, that if you if they'd have booked by before the second of March, I think it was, they would have been covered. But they booked on the third of March, and they're not covered. Mm. So you know, it can be the dates you're actually booked, and and you need to be very. Uh, I'd be ringing the travel insurer, and I have all my facts before I ring them up, and you know, get your tickets out, and get your. Yeah, what when you paid what, and don't ring them up, and then get a list of questions, and, mm, mm. and have to go searching for it. So I'd, I'd be doing that. Um, um, some products may be in short supply, as we've we've found out. Um, the toilet paper, but that's that's going to be fixed within a week. Um, so, but but stuff that's imported, um, stuff that's imported, like for example, Apple iPhones. Um, uh, Apple factory's been shut down. If you want a new Apple iPhone, um, I don't know if they're in short supply yet, but I can imagine they will be in short supply. Um, any of the manufactured stuff in China that that's imported, um, that's probably going to be in short supply at some stage. So, so think about that. Um, and your superannuation fund. Think about your investment strategy on your superannuation fund. Yeah. Yep. 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 And and think about um, whether you've got the right asset allocation there. Now we started talking about your superannuation fund, so there may be. Yeah, we've, we've spoken about in the past about you know your asset allocation and what you need to be looking at. That that's going to be the biggest effect on 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 your returns at the fund. I mean, if you've got a fund that's got you know eighty percent. Um, allocated to the stock market, you're probably down, uh, what, 80 times 20%. Uh, and that will affect the earnings you can take yeah, out of you're it? you're probably down 16% on your balance of okay. your fund, whereas you had a balance fund which was um, approximately 50% in equities and 50% in uh, fixed interest, uh, you're probably only down about 8%. So that that's the difference in the asset allocation when the, when the market's going up. Aggressive funds do very well, but they can turn around very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, buying shares. We're getting a raft yeah. of people ringing us up at the moment wanting Is to buy shares. Is it a good time yeah, to well, buy shares I mean, as they know. drop? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a story about trying to catch a falling knife. I mean, our best advice is that um, our best advice, and I'm telling everyone, yes, yes, it may be a buying opportunity, but you can't be sure. Um, we'd suggest that you divide the money up. You want to you want to invest into, say, three lots. If you want to buy some now to keep you happy because you think it's the market's low, buy a third now, wait a few months and see what happens and buy another third and buy another third. I think I think that's the best that's the best way because no one you know, no one can predict where this is gonna end. I mean and I suspect I suspect that, that you know, if for example uh, CSL came out with a cure for the virus and said it'd be rolled out across the country in two weeks. Um, the market would go up dramatically mm. in a couple of days. Now I don't think that's going to happen, mm. but if something like that did happen, um, or even down the track they've announced some cure or vaccine or something, the market will turn around dramatically. Mm. Yes, and uh, as summer comes in in the northern hemisphere, then uh, the unfortunately will winter's find it. coming in here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, as it does every year. <laughs> as it does every year. That's right. So I think the best opportunities there, are, you know, divide your money into three or so, and and you know, if you if you think you want to buy some because you think you're getting a bargain because you're paying twenty percent less than you were a couple of weeks, um, buy some now, 
and see what happens because she could be paying another 20% less in another month. Um, buy some men. Um, what else have we got to talk well, about here? Um, working arrangements. Working arrangements. Yes. And, and for a lot of people, they're changing already, aren't they? Uh, yes. Um, we, we've One of the big law firms um, actually uh, had to shut down in Sydney, which was a bit of a wake-up call because someone was um, someone came into the office and proved to be infected and would been, you know, you walk around the firms and, you know. So um, a number of the firms have started dividing their staff into two um, and we, we were actually working out how to do that. And the theory is that if there's some quarantine or some process, um, half the firm can come in and half can work at home, so everyone's not going to get quarantined at the same time. Well, that's sensible. If, but a lot of businesses can't do that. I mean, mm, we, sure. we can probably... It won't be that easy for us. Um, retail business, I'd suggest it's almost impossible. Hospitality is probably almost impossible. Um, so you need to think of... Um, uh, increased working arrangements and of course probably the most important thing which isn't money related wash your hands <laughs> <laughs> wash your hands wash your hands and i'm told that um soap and water is just as good as all these alcohol waste things yeah, possibly even better possibly even better yeah. yeah and so make sure you wash your hands you can't wash your hands too much um and, and especially if you've touched doors and all sorts of things Yes, I, I believe that uh, infection can actually spread uh, more likely more likely through door touching. Yeah, or apparently this virus has, this virus is, can live outside of the body for a few hours or maybe okay, even a day. So. Mm. Um, so it's not like some other things that only live for a few minutes. So mm. yeah, so wash your hands. The more you wash, the better. Um, and can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Well, that's Thursday Finance for today. Thank you, Stephen Pritchard. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be back next uh, Thursday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.